Hello, everybody. We are brought to you today by Routine. When you sleep, you lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, mainly from expelling vapors and sweating. What do you do first thing in the morning? Well, most people wake up, don't drink water, and they go straight for the caffeine. They drink coffee. And by doing so, you actually dehydrate yourself even more. So Morning Routine is a product that contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. They come in these little single-serve packets, and they are part of every single morning for me. When I wake up, the first thing I do is grab my shaker bottle, pour one of these little single-serve packets in, shake it up, and drink it. Uh, genuinely, the days I use Morning Routine versus the days I don't, the days I do, I truthfully, truthfully, truthfully feel hydrated. Uh, I feel like my brain is just working in a way that it doesn't on days that I don't start my day off with one of these. Routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. If you go to yourroutine.com and use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout, you'll get 30% off your first order. Again, this is just a daily morning supplement that I take. Um, and a little hack for everyone listening too, I take these first thing in the morning. Sometimes when I feel just dehydrated or maybe if you decide to have an alcoholic beverage, they're also great in my opinion after having a, if you have a drink, um, having one of these afterwards before you go to bed to rehydrate, just any part of your day, um, you can plug one of these in uh, just to rehydrate yourself and get going. And like I said, go to yourroutine.com and use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. Today, we're also brought to you by NeuroRoast. Today's episode is brought to you by NeuroRoast, a company that's dedicated to helping you optimize your brain function and overall well-being. NeuroRoast's flagship product is their premium mushroom coffee, which is made with an organic single-origin coffee and their signature blend of five different functional mushrooms, including cordyceps, lion's mane, reishi, turkey tail, and chaga. Mushroom coffee is a new and exciting way to supercharge your day. Unlike regular coffee, which can cause jitters and crashes, mushroom coffee provides a more balanced and sustained energy boost, allowing you to stay focused and productive throughout the day. And with NeuroRoast ground and instant coffee options, you can enjoy the benefits of mushroom coffee wherever and whenever you need it. And here's some great news for my listeners today. NeuroRoast is offering an exclusive just discount just for you. If you use the code ShaneWhite during checkout at NeuroRoast.com, dot com that's n-e-u-r-o-a-s-t dot com you'll get 30 percent off your order uh, whether you choose ground or instant coffee both will work so again that's shane white at at checkout for 30 percent off your purchase so if you're looking for a natural and delicious way to boost your focus memory and overall cognitive function give neurorose mushroom coffee a try with their commitment to quality and sustainability, you can trust that you're getting the best possible coffee for your brain and your body. Uh, and one last time, use that code Shane White at checkout to get 30%. Um, that is the prompt they gave me. Love the guys at NeuroRoast. Genuinely, folks, uh, from me to you, th their coffee is delicious. It does honestly have a different sort of caffeination way of it. The best way to describe it is it, it doesn't give you the jitters or the crash. Um, I love their stuff. It's the I get the flavored mushroom coffee, ground coffee. Um, to be honest, it's one of my favorite afternoon coffee products. 
Uh, if I'm going to have a cup of coffee for some reason in the afternoon, whether it's a long, busy day, whatever it may be, um, I love taking their stuff because it really doesn't give you this like jittery, super elevated, caffeinated feeling, but you feel like you have energy and you don't have the crash later. So genuinely do love NeuroRoast. Again, their website is N-E-U-R-O-A-S-T dot com and the code is Shane White. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening today. The episode is up after this. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Shane White Show. I am pumped to have a repeat guest, one of my OG people on this podcast a long, long time ago, Mark Samuel. Mark, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Good day, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming back on. I know you're a busy man, and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, sure. For everyone that doesn't know what I want to is, would you mind just giving everyone a real quick overview of your brand? Sure. Uh, we are an organic snack company. We were founded in 2016. Uh, really got going in 2018 when we found our extruded snacks, which most people know us for, is for our puffs and our sticks. It's a pea-based snack, so it's a little higher in protein and fiber than those in the set, but most come back to us for our flavor. So we have really bold flavors um, that people enjoy in the salty snack category. Since then, we've also launched a popcorn earlier in the year. Uh, and we got one more innovation that we're planning on, uh, putting out there in summer, hopefully middle end of summer. Badass. That's awesome. It's exciting. What's it been like? I know we, I think I was telling you before we hit record, I had you on the podcast two years ago. You obviously had the one product line back then. Um, and, it, and we'll get into it, but just overall, like you're following on LinkedIn and everything you've been working on, just consistency is obviously paying off. Um, what has it been like over the last two years for you growing this business, especially coming out of COVID um, and expanding in massive distribution gains? I mean, I, I know from the first time we talked to now, you're in most major retailers. And at that point, you were just getting kind of cracking into some of the big ones. So what's it been like over the last two years? I mean, I'm sure it, there's lots of different good and bad, but I would love to just get your overarching thoughts on what it's been like being a founder of a company that's scaled as much as, as it has the last two years. Yeah, it's a tough business. Um, I mean, we're like right now, we're, we're flat right now just because we don't have the capital or the resources to push this um, the way we were initially. Uh, and so, you know, in hindsight, you look back, we had, we, we were on sort of that nice steady growth. We didn't have some like fire gr growth as far as hockey stick, because we also never had that the proper capital or were capitalized um, the way others are who, who show that big move in sales. So uh, we did have steady growth though, and that was fun. It was more off of a great product. We have a great story. Um, people enjoyed, you know, talking about it. And then of course the, the product, um, the product itself, you know, was something that people um, that wanted to add to their set. So we, we you know, sort of all the call outs and, and the, the bells and whistles of, of what we offer uh, made sense. So um, we we had a good run and we are currently in the state of what many others are. So uh, there's a lot of bad and a lot of difficulties and a lot of struggles and obstacles that come um, in any business, but in particular this one. Um, and people are finding more of those today because of the the capital markets being dried up and and just the 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 overall um, the overall sentiment of the business. That make, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And so have you bootstrapped this business to date? Have you raised any capital at all? Yeah, we've raised plenty of capital, but okay. um, compared to, to most, it's, it's, you know, it's considered quote unquote bootstrapped. I think that's a, it's a subjective word, right? Uh, For sure. But we, you know, yeah. we have a few million dollars in the business, right? So, um, but 
as 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 crazy as that sounds and when people talk about money in this business it, it doesn't get you that far um there's a lot of capital uh and capital requirements needed if you're scaling um in this business and it's not a million two million as as much as that sounds like um it's it's tens of millions um if you are scaling again people oh, what do you mean i I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Yes, I, I'm talking about truly scaling a business. If you want to get north of 10, 15, 25 million dollars, you need a lot of capital. Definitely. Yeah, you do. And and so for you, has it been a very strategic step by step process? Like, if you did you map out kind of like what retailers you wanted to be in and, and kind of knew what the capital requirements would be to be in the ones you're in today? Or has that all kind of been just learn as you go? Because I, I know the food business. Yeah. Learn as you okay. go. Admittingly, right? Um, I, I, in hindsight, again, what, what I've learned over the last seven years is, is, is powerful stuff, right? I mean, I, if I were to do this again, I would know which route I would take, hopefully, right? We always say, we always say, uh, say, say what our plan is going to be. And oftentimes we deviate, but I would know which, which obstacles are in front of us um, early, which ones to avoid and the like. Um, and when it comes to distribution, which is a big piece, uh, coupled with margin requirements, I, I think I'd have just a better game plan. Whereas to avoid, you know, what I'd consider, um, you know, uh, you know, a, a loss of capital that wasn't necessary, you know, in 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 the learning phases before. Sure, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And for for younger founders who maybe aren't quite as far along this path as as you've been, would you have any suggestions for them? Like as they're trying to go through this exact same thing, but maybe they're two years behind you. Like, are there some really key things that you'd love someone yeah, to hear today? Yeah, just don't do it. Just literally, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, um, I say that jokingly, sort of. Um, I, 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 people know. I, they come. I, I have folks that come to me when they want to. They know I'm going to give them just a real transparent take on on the business. Right. I think. Um, and I talk openly about it, so it's it's not like people are shocked when when they get you know me saying something or or there's some sort of um, comment you know thrown thrown here where it's like what did he say? Oh my god, I can't believe he said. Um, it's a very tough business. So if somebody, if I were a step ahead of somebody else, I would just walk them through what it is that I've been doing, what I see. Um, I can also. I know the business so well. I talk about this with with those that I trust, you know, in the business. Um, I could go and open up anybody's P and L and or offerings and tell them right away whether or not they have something or not. I and and again, I don't. I, I it's not to to be forceful on on that comment, but it's just true. I just know the business very very well, um, and I know what it would take to to quote unquote make it, which is also super subjective because. Most don't even know what that means, right? Right. Or what sure. that goal is. Um, but again, uh, unless you have access to capital and a lot of it, it's a really, really tough road. Um, and even if you do, it's still definitely a tough road. You just get a longer um, runway, much longer than anybody else. To, to basically continue to try to grow a business that may or may not be there with its fundamentals. That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I've said this on this podcast before, and I don't know if you remember this, but my background and why, how I got into CPG was at RX Bar. So it's been wild, you know, post RX Bar, working with different brands on the business I've, I'm building and with the podcast. It's it, sometimes I think when I was back there, I didn't realize how much of a unicorn that story was. Like I, I obviously did the valuation and what they got, but um, you know, it, it's amazing to see like how hard it is to replicate 
a profitable, scalable business in the food industry. Um, sorry, go for it. I, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I think RX bar, uh, again, I, we may have touched on this, but I was there when RX bar started as a, as just a consumer, I was mm -hmm. at the regional CrossFit. I was doing something else then I, you know, I saw it, yeah, I saw yeah. it in the original package, the land, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, the printed out. Um, so the, I, all I could say is, and I, I assume that, that those guys, Ray Hall would agree. It was just pure timing and luck, which you need in any business to create yeah. success that they had that shock. So nobody was the, the mark, that market was not what it is today. Um, the overall CPG market was not what it is today. It's also off the back of that comment, which I tell people is it's great to get advice from somebody who did it 10 years ago and maybe had success, but I'm telling you that that advice does not necessarily have the same relevance as it did back then. Today's market is completely different. Again, it doesn't take away from the success they have, and it probably was a magical story and all the things had to fall into play. But if you were to go do an RX bar today, yeah. it wouldn't it, it wouldn't work. No. Right? Definitely it, not. it would just it wouldn't be what it was. It's just right. that's just fact. Um crave. Uh, and I know John like same thing like in that jerky category, it just was all the things that need to happen for a mm -hmm. business to be successful of which the two pieces, which are the most important, which is timing and luck, yeah, right? hundred percent. Intersect oh, yeah. all the other dope shit you're doing. Yeah. Great it's founder, like you, need your, you know, so. Yeah, it's like, it's funny. You need all that. You need a good product. You need great margins. You need luck and timing. It, you know, it, it really is that you're right to, to have that. So what I find it's been really interesting over the last, you know, six to 12 months as you hit on is just the capital markets are so difficult right now, especially, you know, I, I feel like for CPG brands, at least the ones I talk to. So. For you, I know even we talked on the, on the first podcast, one, one thing that stood out to me was even back then, I got a vibe from you that I didn't from a lot of founders in our space. You were, our, you were always profit focused. And I know you've built other businesses before. So I think you, you, you just have an understanding of like what a long-term business has to look like in the early days. Um, what's your thought on just everything that's going on right now with the capital markets, the amount of food and beverage brands that I know are trying to raise capital that can't right now, like the, the brands that you talk to and your brand that you're obviously running yourself, are there like, are there just some really key pivotal strategies that are changing, you know, day by day right now, just to make sure that you guys are staying above water or improving? I think the, 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 the idea or the, the subject on profitability was just a buzzword. Like, like so many others are thrown at us, right? Sure. It's like, what, what can I start talking about that's relevant today? And that, you know, sort of will, will, will capture the ears of others. Um, we all should have been profitable seven years ago when the capital markets were not what they are today. It just wasn't the quote unquote focus because there was so much money coming into the market that people were just focused on sales. So they weren't focused on margin. They weren't focused on the trade spend. They weren't focused on the hires. They're just like going for it. Mm -hmm. And whatever, right? And, and now it's like, ah, I wish I didn't do this. And oh, I'm going on. So in today's climate, it, it also is what it was, which is businesses are going at it, you know, going out. More of them are mm -hmm. um, because they just don't have the extra, the extra arm there, right? I need another hundred. I, 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 I'm almost there. I need another. 
Well, that's just not there anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it is, it's at such a stupid value that like, what am I doing this for? People forget that piece too, but that's for another subject, right? Like an investor comes in, you're, you, you're, you're down to 7%. Well, what's the point of this thing, right? Um, some people only hang on literally just because of the cap table, which I, I even, even for me, I have investors involved. I can't quit. That's just me. I, it's a personal sure. sentiment. Yeah. I just, I'm just not a dick like that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, okay. so, so, um, but many are, um, especially, <laughs> especially when it's money that they don't know, you know what I mean? It's third yeah, sure. party money. It's a PE or VC. They don't have, there's no face to it. Right. I got faces to mine. So, um, it's today you focus on profits, so, but, but I will, here's, I'll close it. So there's a bow on it for you to run with. Even for us, we can break even right now. We figured it out. Our GNA is to, to hardly nothing. Um, I can't spend here, there, and the other. It's not a game plan, though. It sounds amazing, right? You know, it sounds beautiful. This thing, I'm, oh, we're still doing X amount, and we figured it out, and we our gross margins are 55%. And we, we, you know, we're, we're kicking out 2% now. It sounds amazing, but it's not, it's not a play. You eventually die. Mm-hmm. It's just fact. Um, it's an unfortunate one, but you, if you don't have capital to grow your business, you can't sustain what it is even that we are doing. And I use us as a representation. It's not sustainable. You're just this flat brand and you will get your ass eaten out, just the lunch eaten, right? By yeah. somebody else who is going to come in there and pay for the slot, pay for the promotion, pay for the merchandiser, pay to continue to innovate, pay. You get what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I do. And it, it cause it, I, like I said, when I was at RX, it was such an eye opener. I was, my desk was revenue management. So I was seeing how much we were paying for slotting, paying for TPRs, paying for end caps. And I just, I kept thinking that I'm like, if, if we weren't at that point, we were, you know, obviously we sold. So we had money. Um, but before that, I'm like, as a young brand, like it's like I'm impossible. So, so you think it's really interesting. Just that whole, whole consensus. Do you think the way brands are going to go raising money over the next, I don't know, however long this environment lasts. Do you, I, I, I keep envisioning like the friends and family and closer, like your tight network of angel investors is going to become more and more important. Something you hit on. I think, you know, you've done such a great job just to honestly give you some praise here. What you've done just with consistency on LinkedIn is really impressive. And I think for anyone who doesn't know Mark, something really cool to go check out is just the consistency and the cool content that is not just about your brand. Like you talk about you and health and fitness and just like everything that you you are about, you share on LinkedIn, which I think is going to become the norm here sooner than later, I hope. Um, and I think that pays off, I would assume, in dividends like fundraising, where I feel like you're building a network that's organic, that people actually enjoy what you're talking about maybe you don't have to go to some of these big firms to raise capital. Like a lot of brands do that don't have a network. Um, do you think that's going to become a bigger and bigger piece of the pie for brands that make it? I think opportunities arise because of it. I mean, I, I don't mind saying I'm working on something right now for the brand that, that, that will save us. I mean, I don't know of a better way to say it. I'm just transparent about it. Um, it puts us in an opportunity to stay around and also to pull the levers that I know we need to pull to grow. So again, I go back to that. You have to have capital 
in mm-hmm. order to grow. And we want to, like, we, we know we have a great product line. We have one of the truest and honest stories in the category. We, we know we have the fundamentals. Our margin is there, even though we're the highest priced item. Like we, there's probably some wiggle there where we went too high, but I just wanted my margin. I kept saying it like, and I'm, I'm open about it. Like if I can't get the customer to pay what it's, what I need it to, then you don't really have a brand anyway. Anybody can race to the bottom. Yeah, That's just right. shit business, right? Yeah. Um, you, when you, when people see like the, your, prom, the promotion out there two for $3, like how much do you think they're spending their, their negative margin by like they're, 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 they're slapping a $20 bill onto the master case as it ships out. Yeah. That basically. business sucks. Anyway. No, you're right. Side. Yeah, so, no, no, you're right. It's a, it's a really good call. Um, I, do you know, I'm sure you do cause you're in health and wellness. Do you know who Nick bear is from bear performance nutrition, the BPN supplement brand? Mm-hmm. He had a really cool podcast with his new CEO who she came from mush. I don't know if you know that whole backstory, no, I don't. long story short. Um, she broke down why premium brands are premium. And essentially it was kind of like a one oh one for everyone listening to the podcast. If you weren't from CPG of like, Hey, we, we don't try to fuck you guys. Like the ingredients that go into this are expensive and they're high quality. And that's why you pay for it on the shelf. And I just thought she did a really good job of breaking it down of, I think if you're not into the business and you're not part of the organization that's going and acquiring these ingredients to then put into a finished product for you to have at your convenience on shelf. Oh, and by the way, it's organic and it's healthy and it's, it's checks all these boxes. Um, I'm with you. Like, I, I think, I think consumers are getting smarter, but I still think it's a challenge for some brands who maybe don't do a good enough job of, of explaining why their products are so expensive. Yeah. Um, cause expensive things cost money. Correct. Yeah. I mean, most consumers don't know. Right. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, I do again, I could go walk I, cause I immersed myself in this. I, I immersed myself in the manufacturing side. I understand everything that has to do with that. The, the raw ingredients for from film to boxes to I could call, I could tell you, I could go walk into the aisle and tell you how much their cost of goods sold roughly. I could give you a ballpark idea and tell you if they're just under margin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just so, so, but most consumers can't. Most consumers don't know that, uh, you know, when you're buying a two pound uh, a tub of whey protein, like now that it's like 50 bucks for something, you're like 50, it's because it's expensive as shit, right? Mm-hmm. Most don't know that supplement brands make all their money on the ancillary stuff, which hopefully is a big part of their business, like pre-workouts. That margins through the friggin' roof. Creatine, like, like, but when they sell our protein, it's, it's expensive. Their margin sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that's some feedback for you. Um, <laughs> so I do want to go back. It's, it's about, um, ho- hopefully I've garnered a community that trusts, right? Because that's what it is. People come, I hope, to listen to what I have to say, because I'm not bullshitting. I'm just like telling you what's up. Yes, I also bring in my what I do for health and because I just want to help. I talk about what it's like to be a dad. Like it, it'll, it crosses in, you know, into the minds of others and goes, God, that's what I feel like. Mental health, I, I admit, right? That I've struggled my entire adult life. Here's what I do. People just want to hear that and they want to relate to it. They don't want fluff like like unrelatable filtered fluff you know that they already get on instagram and everything else like no that person doesn't look like that 
I, I love it. Honestly, that's why I pay attention to your content, Mark. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I love it. The no, the no bullshit is, is the way I live too. It's part of my brand. Uh, I, I love that. Do you think, um, I, what's interesting with some of the things you've shared and, and one of the things I really wanted to get into that I, I love the content you put out is around being a dad. Uh, and the reason for that is I have a four and a half month old, me and my wife, it's our first kid. Congrats. And I'll be honest, like building the, I'm building a business as well. And, and in the first year and a half, it was like, it's all I focused on. And now he's here and it's, it, I'm trying so hard to make sure that I'm like present with him for quality hours every single day. And I remember on our first podcast, Mark, you, you broke down like a day in the life for you. And I, I just be curious. I want to go back to that because I'd be so curious if it's changed or evolved or how you pivoted. But back then I remember you, you kind of made it apparent where, you know, your mornings are kind of like you get up, you get your, you spend time with your kids, you get them off to school, then you exercise. And it seemed like, like, you know, comparatively to what I would call like people who probably are overworking, you were saying you get to the office between nine and 10, you like, you really grind and you focus on work until you have to go pick them up, which I think you said was like four o'clock. Is that still your routine? Like, are you still able to kind of pull that off? Or as, as the business has scaled and grown, has that changed at all? Just would love to know, because I know personally, I'm, I struggle with that of like, put the damn laptop away at night and just spend time with my wife and my kids more. Um, anyway, it's a very long winded question, but it's something I, I struggle with daily. I would just love to get your thoughts. The, the only difference is now I go to the gym earlier because my two, my son's now nine, my daughter's six. And so I get to, I have a garage gym, but during the winter, I have a gym that's literally two minutes from the house. Okay. So I sneak out early, early, 545. So I'm back, get them up, get them to the school. Just did, I just did it get into the office now. Now I get in here nine and I'm out actually even a little earlier because now my daughter's school, I had to move her school. That's a separate thing. Kid stuff. I, I'm dealing with stuff with my daughter. We had to move her school. Like real, there you go. Real, real shit. Life. Yeah. Um. So she gets out at three. In short, that that's my priority, right? Um. But as a, as for fun, for, for, for the extra layer, last night, my son had Little League uh, playoffs. Okay, and it was fun. the second round. So if they won, they get to go to the championship next week. It's late. It's late. The parents are out there. It's fun. We all, you know, I'm over on the side. We crack, you know, the, we crack jokes and all that, all the stuff. But it's getting serious. It's getting late. It's it, they're they're down by one bottom of the six because they only play six innings. It's dark. They're, they're, it, during during oh, regular season, they wouldn't even be allowed to play it. You're supposed to only play it until it's dark. Da, da, da. It's eight thirty p.m. They walk off hit to win it. Okay. Wow. The joy, the joy. If anybody's ever experienced this with their kids, the joy of nine-year-olds running around. Okay. Is and the joy that it brings us. The parents were like, oh, but but me particularly is so far greater. I know it's sport related, and some people be like, Yeah, but you're kind of like that, and you're it's not. This is just a good. This is just a good story. So, so drop in any other subject. It could be ballerina. I don't care what it is. The joy that it brings is so far greater than anything I've ever done in my twenty-year professional career. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. That's it. So, so there's your answer. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying like, well, work is now. So it's I've grown into it. And it just. It's just about what's important when people are like, yeah, but how do you balance? I'm like, well, how do I balance? I don't even look at it as that. I, that work is second. Actually, work is third because I always put it. My health is yep. number one. Yep. 
kids and family and then work. That's it. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I love that. Seriously, I do. That's, that's such a great answer. And it, I think to give everyone like a tangible answer, like, and maybe you're better at this than me, but I'll, I'll be honest, even like emailing you, I was like, one thing, I, one thing about Mark, he's good about like, he responds quick. Um, how do you do that? Like, I know for me, sometimes it's like, you know, my Slack and email and everything's blowing up all the time. Like, do you do it? Do you try really diligently? Like when you're around your kids to like take breaks from that? Are you good at just kind of like doing some stuff when you have to, and you're at games and you're firing off a few emails. Like, I'd just be curious, like tangibly how you think about it throughout the day. Like there's, I didn't have my office. phone during the entire game actually. And funny enough, it's even another new thing that I've layered in. Like I, I realized I didn't get any like video last night. Cause I didn't even have my phone. It, in this case, my daughter had it and whatever, but like, I don't, I, I'm much more present today. I'm okay. off social media. I'm, I'm not even on Instagram. I wouldn't even have, you know, I, I moved off that. I'm not on Facebook. I, I'm just, I'm just doing a, a lot less give a fucks. Sure. I, right? yeah, I can tell. I, yeah. I, right. <laughs> I, I just, I'm doing so many more, so many more things that are important that are involved being present. I also suck sometimes. We we all do. Like uh, some people, you're a bit, you're such a great dad. I suck sometimes as a parent. I, I suck sometimes. That's just facts, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely am, am, am understanding what is important to me as I, I'm getting older here. And I just leave people with these important pieces, which is like just regret stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, the regret stuff. None of the, none of the Gary V bullshit regret stuff that he talks about, which yeah. I, again, I still see the guy layered in sometimes. And nothing wrong, Gary, Gary nothing wrong. This isn't a Gary show. It's just like, I'm talking about real, real stuff, not like right. sure. regret, meaning when I'm 70, there's a couple things. Was I present with my kids? Like, do my kids remember me always there? Like, they'll never be able, even though they might be little shits or this, all they're, they're in high school, they want to tell me, I don't like, you're being mean and all that. I, they will never, ever, as an adult, say, I don't remember you being there. That's, they will never be able to do that. So that's one is, 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 is regret. What number two, for a majority of my career, did I do things that I didn't give a shit about and, or that I did not make me happy. That shit scares me. And to be honest, you know, I'm in year seven or eight of this thing. And, you know, you start questioning what's going on here. Cause this is, this has been a really, really tough road. Um, and Again, as I was saying, I'm working on something right now that I'm really excited about. And I, I do pray to God that it happens because it will give us not only a go here, it will allow me to push on other levels that I've wanted to do in the space. It'll okay. give other people opportunities, other brand opportunities that I want to be involved with. It's, it's a whole big thing that I, that I, I think is magical. Um, but those are, those are the couple things that are important to me. That makes sense. No, I, I really appreciate it. And I think it's probably, tell me if I'm wrong, but that must be something every day you think about just like those priorities and trying to keep them straight. I, I know I, I honestly, it's funny. The three you said, that's the same way. I always talk about it because it's true. Like if you don't put your health first, like you can't take care of your kids. Um, and unfortunately I see that all too often. Like I, I, you know, I have, we all do. The most so, important health, yeah. health is the most important. Everybody should be wildly selfish when it comes to your health. I know the people be like, what does that mean? Selfish. Like some people that way, but I'm not being selfish. It's my health. No, no, no. I'll just frame it that way. So people understand wildly selfish when it comes to your health, your gym time, 
your sauna time, your cold plunge time, your walk around the block time, your get out in the sun time, you hydrating yourself, you eating well, you, 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 fucking you, all day long when it comes to that. Yeah. And that's that. No, I love that. It's true. I mean, it's so true. And you kind of have to be that blunt about it because otherwise you're going to let everything else kind of roll into your life and take up time and you're going to get to the end of the day and you didn't do anything for yourself. Right. I mean, that's, that's the truth. That's why I do it first thing in the morning too. I, I have a rule. I'm like, I don't start, I can't start working. Can't start answering things until I get my gym time, all that shit done because otherwise it's just too easy to get sucked into that world for the rest of the day, putting out fire drills. Right. So just oh. like put your shit away, take care of yourself, get your day started go that way. Yeah. Hope you, all the other stuff is just stuff. Sure. You, you're working hard. You, you're, st- you're, you're, you're making money. You're stacking money. You're doing this. You're, then, then you're 55, you, you, you got heart disease or you got, uh, you got an illness, you're, you're moving slow, you can't play with your kids the way you used to, you're, you're not feeling well. What's the point? What's the point? What's That's, the point? Yeah, you're right. No, I so, love that, Mark. It's so I mean, true. And, and again, some people know that I can bring it to an intensity, but it's, it's not about being ripped. You know, like, oh, yeah, but Mark, you've always worked it. You've been doing it. it this not what I'm, I'm talking to everybody else. It's just about applying health into your life, which is movement each day, right? You don't got to be doing CrossFit and all that. Just movement each day. Eating well. Everybody can do that, right? Yeah. Right. Organic foods and, and better for you foods are cheaper than the bullshit you're buying. It's just Isn't fat, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's funny. Um, yeah. It's funny how yeah. many options there are now. Like, I mean... I was just talking to someone the other day on this podcast about categories that really haven't been tapped into. And there's really just not a lot. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. Of, there's at least something almost in every type of product you eat that I would say there's at least a close adjacent category. There's an alternative. There's something you could buy if you really want to be healthier or just eat simple foods. You do a good job of explaining that. It's single even, ingredient. It's whole yeah. food, whole single ingredient foods. Oh, Mark, but you have a snack company. I admittingly say it all the time. Yeah. Our, our mission is more people snacking less. Mm-hmm. Sure. I have a second. I have everybody. I have a snack company. I tell people <laughs> eat whole foods. What? What do you mean? Eat whole foods, single ingredient foods, meats, you know, meats, uh, uh, fish, uh, vegetables, apples, single ingredient. Yes, you can have some rice, like single ingredient. Oh, but what about snacking? Yes, yeah, snacking is for convenience. It, RX bar is a snack. It, it's a, it's, right. it's a, it's a processed product, right? Ours is processed. So there are better for you options out there that you should apply. And that's great. So you can snack. Absolutely. Just do less of it. Do yeah. less of it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that. Hey, talk about no bullshit coming out of your mouth and you own a company that's in the snacking business. There you go, folks. I mean, that's exactly right. Um, do you still wear the whoop? I know that was one thing we talked about last time, too. You still love that? Oh, yeah. Love it. I just so put you, it. I just put it with this color on here. It's, I like the white. I feel so. I feel so. Uh, you know, it's like matching. It looks fresh <laughs> with the with the with the jacket. I love it. It's funny. I forgot that I had bought. You know, they went at some point. They're like, you want three? You know, three. Uh, I, I, they've been in my drawer. So the other day, I found one. And I was like, I'm gonna just swap this out. Swap it out. Make it look fresh. I like the. I kind of like the white. It looks. That looks good. Um, do you still? I mean, do you still love the product? And the reason I asked that is like with health and wellness. I think there's so many. There's so many tools out there some are good some are bad i know i've had some people on here recently i think have some really good opinions about that stuff of just like it just helps you stay accountable um but would love to know your thoughts i know you've worn that kind of stuff for a while yeah i think that's what it is 
Um, I also think as much as I don't realize I've had it now because I've had it for a couple of years, right? I don't mm. pay attention to it like that. But there, there is just something nice about, you know, wearing something, a wearable like that and recognizing somebody else who takes health, you know, serious, right? Yeah. Um, but for, for me, I do like it for just taking a look at what my recovery is, just, you know, just to see if it's connected to, let's say, what I did eat last night. Okay. Um, I, I do it enough that I'm still engaged with the product that let's put it that way. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily impact like your workout or anything you're going to do. No, yeah, that's how no. I've gotten to. I every will one, tell you every once in a while, I'll feel a little more tired than I normally do. I'm still, it's, you know, on my way to the gym and I'll be like, let me just take a look at what the recovery is. And if I see that it's in green, I'll be like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's go time here, dude. It happened to be yesterday. Mine was like 97% and I was like feeling the same way. And I was like, well, this is not your day to be a bitch. Let's get in there and get yes, something done. <laughs> so there you go, right? It's worth it right there. Yeah, exactly. Right. I would agree. And I think, you know, it's funny. You've you've preached about this, um, but it's become something I'm doing. So I just wanted to say thank you. Is I know um, this year for Lent, I'm, I'm Catholic and we, I gave up, I usually give up something stupid for Lent, to be honest. Every year I look back, I'm like, what, what was the point? This year I was like, you know what? I realized I'm, I'm 31. I turned 32 in the fall. I've never had a weekend since college where I didn't at least have like a glass of wine, a few beers, just something. Like I'm not like a big drinker, but I definitely have, I don't know. I would have like three to probably 10 drinks a week, just like sporadic little things. And I gave it up for uh, 50 days straight. Mark, I've never felt better. I've ne I was more present with my son. I wasn't groggy, even with him not sleeping well. My workouts were better. My skin looked better. I lost a ton of weight. Like so, it's something now I'm deploying, and it's weird even looking back at the whoop. I mean, I know everyone's different, but my recovery scores it had like a negative impact of over twenty percent when I have even a single drink. I mean, it's incredible. So it's is something it, I'm going to keep living with. Isn't that a coincidence? You don't put toxins in your body, and you feel better wild anyway, i say Weird. that jokingly i i, I yeah. talk about it openly as well no alcohol no toxins right um it, it's it's just it's it's just fact man you know and again it's not just it's not to take away from the person who likes a glass of wine or has a beer like i, I i'm just talking openly and even those folks they admit it you know they say when i when i don't have it for a, an entire week i can feel the difference yes because it's it's just toxins, right? Yeah, you know that you're. And but again, because um, every once in a while I'll want one. Like I'll be like, God, I would love a I would love a glass of wine. And and if I had one, it wouldn't like I wouldn't freak out about it. I just haven't many many months. Um, but the now it's it's where if if even just that glass of wine, I'd be like, do I want that though? Like, do I know exactly what that's gonna do? You know, that's what started happening to me. Like yeah. I had, a, I had a glass of, I had a beer. It was one beer last and it was fun. It was with me and my wife and my son. We went and got dinner. I had a beer with my wife and I remember sitting there and I'm like, I, I'm enjoying this beer, but unfortunately by giving it up for so long, I now know exactly how I'm going to feel later. Yes. I know what it's going to do to me. And I'm kind of like, why? Like, yeah. And your body, your body now is really sensitive to it. Uh, yeah. and, you know, so so it it knows it's going. Hey, what, what, what's Shane? Shane, what, what what's going on right now, dude? What, what yeah. what's happening? I came home and I had a headache already. I was yeah. like, what the? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But yeah. It, I guess in a in a way though, that's kind of wild to think that sometimes if you you know you don't have a break from it, your body is used to processing it out. I guess all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. And I think it's part of it. I've also just been tracking things, but I mean, it's crazy. Like I, I got, I was at a sweets and snacks yesterday here in Chicago and I met up with someone I hadn't seen since my expert days. And they're like, are you like, okay, you've lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, yeah, I stopped drinking and I'm not, I lost all the fat. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I just, I shed a lot of weight just from not drinking. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, I, I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I actually, I've enjoyed reading some of the things, your thoughts on it. Cause I do think it's, it's one of those like it's it's one of those weird topics still where I think it's uh and I'm sure you've maybe have felt this maybe not I know um I still run into situations right now where everyone's like wait you're not having a drink and it's something I'm navigating just to be transparent and to everyone on this podcast um yeah it's something I'm trying to I'm, I want to give up and stay with it for a while especially with my son being young I kind of want to just this first year with him I'm like I just would love to just be sober enjoy every second I can um and so Mo it's interesting. most people, what they realize, right? Cause I know what it's like. I when in my twenties, dude, every day, I'm going to be 44 this year. Right. In my twenties, like, especially my early, I was, I was wild, dude. I was a fucking animal. <laughs> it was me, a picture me at 20, you know, 25. Right. I had a bit, I had a business with my buddies. We were in San Francisco. It was freaking wild. And so, the thing is, even back then, like steak dinners, you know, you'd go to like, we'd all go to steak dinners and we just, you know, in, in looking back, whatever, dude, that's like part of my journey. It's all good. Nowadays, it, it and because of the way it's sort of morphed into, people really respect that. Mm -hmm. when, 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 like that question, when someone's like, are you going to have a drink? You're like, no, I don't, I don't really drink. They're like, damn, I, I, you only get this, by the way. Okay. Damn, I kind of wish I didn't, right? Like, yeah. you, you yeah, know, yeah. you're a whisper of that. Or like, oh, I bet you're going to feel great in the morning. It's like, yeah, I am going to. Right. There's so much respect to that, dude. I'm telling you. And, and men and women who are finding themselves in that situation, uh, you know, it, uh, it, you, you just got to notch up from the person, not a notch down. I'm telling you that. And you can advance yourself, in my opinion, in your career. Um, by not having and forcing yourself into those dinners or into those events or whatever, if you're uncomfortable with it, uh, just be, be you, you know, and, and, and being healthy is a winner. Uh, it's a winner for sure. Um, and if you have a boss that doesn't think that fuck them, <laughs> I'm with you, man. <laughs> yeah. That one. Right. So, yeah. No, uh, seriously. Anyway. Yeah. No, I I'm with you. Yeah. I totally agree. There is something really refreshing about, even if you have to go to one of those dinners, knowing like you're not going to be out late drinking, having to get up in the morning. Like, to be honest, even at the expo yesterday and talking to people and be like, oh, so like, what are you doing tonight? And all of them had these like crazy plans where they're going to be out super late and back at the show this morning. I'm like, man, wh why? Why? Yeah. Is that really going to move the business forward? Like, well, I don't know. Again, it's a whole nother conversation, yeah. but yeah. It, it's fun not having to partake in that. And you just like take health and wellness first. And you're like, yeah, that's not part of what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. I love it. So I guess really tie a knot. So I want organics. We really didn't talk a ton about today, um, but I, I also want to hit on you. You launched another endeavor, which I thought was just obviously super cool, very just on brand, but you, you're launching your own cold plunge. Would you mind just giving everyone a super quick overview? And I'll, I'll don't worry about the links and, and explaining sure. that, where to find it. I'll put all that in the show notes, but just want to know, like, how did you, you just come up with that and just like try to bring it to market quick? Like what a cool way for you to just like continue to add to what you're building. Yeah, it's so simple. This was just literally a personal project. It's called Feel Good Cold Plunge. Um, I've been doing it the last couple of years. I knew that this would be a swing of demand. So it's just the timing aspect of it. If, like, if I were three months behind, I don't know if I would have done it. Um, 
I used to use the the you know the oversized garbage cans for yeah. for for then I found a very inexpensive sort of tub and I said I can make one of these. And that's what I did. I started the process like four or five months ago. I have manufacturing overseas experience. So I just oh, apply right. I, I that that's the key piece though. You can't just do it. So yeah. um I saw what the costing was. I saw what I should be selling this thing. And I said, okay, this is going to make sense. I could just do a direct business. It'll be one skew. I'm not going to do premium products. I'm not going to have ice, you know, cubes and, and flamingo, you know, temperature gauges, sure. that, which I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> single skew, sell direct, build it off of the LinkedIn probably at first. And then from there, you know, hand it off to Amazon as sort of a, a, a direct partner and see what happens. And so that's what I did. And so we, we, uh, we have our first um, shipment arriving in about 10 days. I've already pre-sold a ton of them. Um, awesome. And, and I, I, I believe that we'll sell, sell a bunch of these over the next year, maybe 18 months as the, the, the consumer demand for these is looked at. But the, the key piece to this one is very simple. I want to get a bunch of these tubs in the hands of as many consumers as possible. I'd say I, I would love 100,000 to have a feel-good cold plunge in their yard or in their, uh, their, their bathroom or a garage or whatever it may be um, because it works. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it works and I, I believe it will benefit others. The other second key piece is that it's affordable because I know that this could turn into, actually as a post this morning, could turn into the treadmill in the garage concept, the, the gym membership never used concept, which is your treadmill that you promised yourself you were going to use turns into a clothes hanger. Right. I don't like those. The 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 the, the Peloton. Peloton you you yeah. you're, you're, you know you said you were going to use it turns it you used it three times. Now, so this thing's about $120. I want you to use it, but if you eventually don't, it didn't break the bank. If Got you eventually it. love it, you then can look at the other options cuz there's premium options that start at, you know, 1500 all the way up to 7000 where you can start having filtration and the cooling systems and the like. Um, so this is just an entry level to get you going. I love that. And for your, so yours is really just a, you got to fill it with a hose and keep it cold, right? Correct. And I'll it's, teach people what I do because I still use, I use mine. Oh, okay, yeah. Mine right. is my, I didn't, I never moved up and I, I've been using it for a couple, I never moved up. I just, this is all I need. I fill it. I, I drain it every couple of weeks for clean water. And then for ice, as it starts getting warmer, I bought a hundred dollar little small freezer in the garage and I okay. fill up ice bags. So I'm going to show people the process, which I think will also be personal. It'll, it'll be like, I know that guy and he's showing me how he does it and it makes sense. And yeah. you know, hopefully it helps. I love that. I, I know that that's why I wanted to ask you because I live in Chicago. And so in the winter it was wild because it, I, mine, I had just have like, I bought like an ACE hardware, of like sure. a, a trough. It's like a, like a cattle trough. Yep. And so it's in my backyard. And like in the winter, it was like, I had a kettlebell out there that I had to break the ice every yes. morning. And that was wild. And then, but now it's getting warm. So now it's been a little bit of a struggle. Like the water's not that cold. I'm it's still beneficial, but it's not, you know, I need to find ice and get, you need to drop there. ice in there. Okay. And, and so you have to do it that way. It, yeah, it's, there's not enough ice trays you could do. It'll take forever. I fill up literally 20 pound bags of, of water, spin it and put it into a freezer. And I do, I, I do about four or five of them. So I literally drop 80 pounds of ice in mine, you know, to get it to what should be. That is so smart. It. Wait, I so you got, I, I, I have a deep a freezer in my garage. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need. One. 
That's all you need. You don't so, even mine's like a seven. Uh, I, mine's a little like too big. You only need a small one. You don't realize that you know these bags are like this, right? Yeah. You you need a small freezer. You can get it online. A used one for a hundred bucks. Um, I almost look at it. It's fun, and I'm going to talk about this. Like I almost look at it as like a little ritual. Yeah. You know, it's like right. a, a thing I do. I I fill up the bags. I freeze them. When they're the next day, I get it out and I. I, you know, it's part of this sure. process that's part of the health initiative. And I, I yeah. kind of like it. Um, some people won't. And if they love plunging, they'll eventually move up. And if they can afford it, because they're expensive as shit. So you know, they get the one that they got to plug in and they got to, he's got all the bells and whistles. More power to them. They're friggin' sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we, yeah, I was gonna say, if you, if you kept going down that route, you probably would get sponsored by one of those guys knowing you and knowing LinkedIn. That probably was, I'm, I'm sure that wasn't not on the table as well. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Again, I still, yeah, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, anyway. Yeah, you could, you could launch a premium one. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's awesome. No, I really appreciate it, Mark. Um, I just find you, I find it very insightful. I think it's really cool that you're building something, but you're also health centric. I just think the combination is, is just becoming more and more, I don't want to say popular, but I think more and more important. It's probably the right word. Um, it's so funny. You think back like five, 10 years ago and you, you were building a business back then too. And that's what we talked about in the last podcast. But it seems like when I started getting into business and after college and really started working like at that point, it was still just like work your ass off, like work at all costs. And now it's, it's just transitioned so much to like work really hard, but like your health and your mental, mental health is so much more important than it used to be. It's just been a wild thing to see. And it's cool to see what you're sharing and posting. I think a lot of people find a lot of value from it. So thank cool. you for that. Appreciate um, it. Man. With the last couple of minutes, Mark, I always love to ask, uh, and I can't remember what you said the first time, but this question I, I continue to ask. Number one, um, for you, obviously you're building a business that's, that's scaling like crazy. You're going through all kinds of challenges. You're a dad. We just talked about the cold plunge business. What tools do you use today to keep track of all of it, to basically like line up what goals you want to hit this year and, and down to like daily task management to get shit done? Love to just know like what your toolbox looks like. I don't have one, man. I've never been, I, admittingly, I, I, I'm unique like that. I don't, I'm not tech savvy like that. I don't use the slacks and the this and the that, the calendars. All. Um, I, I literally have a, 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 a big old white document in front of me on my wall here that okay. had the six goals for I1. I wrote them down. So on December 31st, I wrote down the two, two, 2023 goals. There's six of them. It doesn't matter what they are. There's six of them. Um, I focus on that. That's what I want to do for I1. These other projects, they're just side ones. I, I just can define them. I, I Admittedly, I'm cut a certain way. Some people are cut similar. I'm extremely neurotic. Um, and um, I am I'm intensely focused. And so those things, when they're coupled properly, they can allow you to do these different things and create some successes around them. And I do, I have some bigger goals. Like I was saying that this opportunity that's in front of us for I1, I've got some pretty big goals around it. They're, they're much bigger than I expected for, for the year end or for next. And I will have to redefine what they exactly are if we do get this opportunity. Um, but other than, you know, writing them down and making sure that I'm laser focused on them, that's all I really do. Love it. Just keeping it simple. Yeah. I think that's, that's the way to do it. I love it. Um, this is a newer question. So far you've built, you've obviously built multiple businesses. You're working on plenty and, and I one is really, I, I think it sounds like, you know, your key day-to-day -day focus. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything for the audience today that's listening to this podcast that you would say has been, you talked about regrets actually funny enough earlier in the podcast. Was there anything that you've regretted so far that you think the audience could learn from, from you today? 
I don't, I don't really look at it like that yet. Right. Okay. If I, if I sort of mark that along the lines of looking back, like, you know, if I'm 65, 70 and looking back at my professional career and saying, I really wish I didn't do that for so long because my heart wasn't in it. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I didn't have passion for it. That would really bother me. I've just been lucky. Um, some things I enjoyed more than others, but a long 20 years now, I've learned a lot. Like, for, forget the resume stuff. You know, people are putting up on there. I did. I was the VP of the, and I managed the, fuck all that. I'm talking about what is right here. And most of it is just straight wars. Mm -hmm. Wars, dude. I've gone to battle so many times and do I'm doing it today. And there's nothing that can be written down that, that matches what, what, what value that is. And so for anyone who's in a, in a career, whether it's their first year or their 30th, it's just about building, you know, building your real resume that the real one, not the LinkedIn upload PDF, you sure. know, the real yeah. one. And did you apply yourself in all of those different opportunities and all of those different wars that you went through to, to really put the assets in your back pocket? Because if you did, you'll eventually find yourself in a place that you should be. And that's how I continue to look at it. I'll leave you with, I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing for a living. I know this Love is a that. good way to close it out. I say this, yeah. uh, people are like, what is it? What do you, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I found what I'm exactly supposed to be doing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I know I will. I, 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 I believe in, in, in that by God's hand, uh, I will find it. And when I do, I'll be like, ah, this is it. This is it. Love that, Mark. Well, yeah, let's end it on that. That's that's about as good as a way we can finish it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. I love following it and love learning from you. Peace.